be warned. A human who uses the death pod can neither go to heaven nor hell for eternity. Joey, hide the evidence. Eat the Boston cream. Thank you for joining us. My name is Nicola Fordwood. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to episode number 10. Hard to believe it's already October of AINC's Volunteer Spotlight. Today's guest is Nicola Fortwood, who is a very talented voiceover actor from California. She started with us in September of 2021 and has been reading the Boulder Daily Camera since she started. Anyway, Nicola, welcome to the Volunteer Spotlight. Thank you. It's great to have you here. I'm happy to be here. Indeed. Let's start off with some fun questions just to get the show um, flowing pretty much here. What is your favorite leisure time activity? What do you enjoy doing on your spare time? I am a big fan of walking my dogs by the coast. I live near the beach, so that is my favorite thing to do. Absolutely. I That can never get old. Absolutely. No, <laughs> it doesn't. What kind of dogs do you have? Um, I have a mutt, and then we rescued a French bulldog during the pandemic. Oh, those are, I love those dogs. Yes, they have personalities. <laughs> they sure do. Who is the most inspirational person in your life? Oh, that's a really hard one. <laughs> I know. Wow. Um, gosh, I, I actually don't know. Um, that's okay. Yeah, I think for me, I continually meet people who kind of change my path and make me see how much more I can do, um, whether it's been when I was in school or just in all the different jobs I've had um, after college. Um, and also my parents, they've probably been the two most supportive people throughout my life um, and kind of put some of their dreams on hold to allow my sisters and I to pursue ours. So. You know, it all kind of adds together. <laughs> it really does. And that's part of the beauty of life is you never know exactly where it's going to take you. Yeah, Just, totally. <laughs> indeed. What is your favorite be hot beverage? What do you enjoy, especially with the fall weather coming in, uh, having a nice glass of? So my favorite hot beverage was a Starbucks gingerbread latte, which comes out in the holiday season, and they stopped making it a few years ago. <laughs> and it was devastating. It was devastating. So I've moved on to the pumpkin spice latte, which I know is uh, some, a fan favorite to some and to others not so much. But <laughs> It's pretty infamous. It, does, it is. It is. <laughs> um, but uh, yes, I... That's a nice little treat and definitely makes me think of fall. Yeah. I know we've, I'm, I'm sure we have all around here, especially in Colorado, have had our fail of uh, pumpkin spice. I'm personally getting kind of <laughs> tired of it. I love it, but it's like, it's like every day it's pumpkin spice. It is. Everyone is joining that and mm -hmm. making something out of pumpkin spice. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Let's dive into the volunteer side of things. So, how did you first discover Audio Information Network and what made you decide that you wanted to become a volunteer reader? So I actually found it through LinkedIn. Um, it came through as a job opportunity that um, they were looking for volunteers. 
And I looked more into it because I knew nothing about it. Um, and I was trying to kind of expand my ability as a voiceover actor. Um, Long-form narration is something that I don't, I hadn't had a lot of experience in. Um, and reading newspapers is actually, it's a great way to kind of get a lot of long-form narration, but reading newspapers out loud doesn't quite translate the same way you think it's going to. Um, so it's kind of, it's a, it was a good lesson for me no matter what. Um, so I looked more into it and I said, well, why don't I try it? <laughs> why don't I just audition um, and see if I can get a spot? Um, and I tried out and it was, I, I did not have a great read and I knew that. Um, it was challenging for me, but I also know that when things are challenging, it probably means give it some time and you'll learn and you'll get better. So I uh, convinced Kat, who was the volunteer coordinator at the time, to give me a chance. <laughs> and she did. <laughs> that's awesome. That's that's something we've picked up is especially volunteers um, is that, yeah, if you start to read and like once you really get into it, you can actually turn it into a form of art and like really have fun with it. Yeah. And how has your experience been up to this point? It's good. I've, I mean, I've learned a lot. I think it's every time, every week it's a different experience. Um, but I feel much more comfortable doing it compared to the first time where I think I was so nervous. <laughs> and I know it's not live, but it's, um, for me, it was nerve wracking. Um, so for me, it's gotten a lot easier to do and it keeps me up on the news. So <laughs> it's a win. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And you get a learn more about the Boulder area too, which is kind of a, I guess an added on bonus of this, of reading this, uh, the Boulder Daily Camera, I imagine. Absolutely. <laughs> Indeed. Is there a particular article that you've read in your, um, in your time as a volunteer that has stood out to you in any way that has kind of stuck with you? Huh. Um, Nothing in particular, but I do like, I do enjoy reading the local news. I like seeing the community. My husband actually went to um, Boulder, so it's fun for me to tell him <laughs> all about the news and what's happening um, around town. So I kind of just enjoy learning about the community. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Now, is there anything, and don't be afraid to answer this, if, is there anything that you weren't a big fan of as a volunteer getting started and just as you've been you know, a volunteer reader. Is there anything we could improve on? Oh, I don't think so. I think I really like all the communication has been amazing. Um, and I mean, I wish I lived closer so I could partake in all the activities that you guys do now lo locally. But um, it's I think it's just been fun. It's been fun to learn. I've really just enjoyed doing something new that scared me in the beginning. And now it's something that it's part of my weekly routine. Absolutely. Well, we are trying to do more virtual stuff for our um, our out of state readers, just just because we actually do have a number of readers out of state. I don't have an exact number, but there's a few people that even um, there's even a a reader that reads outside of the country, like internationally. Oh which wow! Is, yeah, it's a little <laughs> interesting with times, like time zones and stuff, because you know. Yeah. Anyway, that um, let's talk about the voiceover side. So. Um, you're a professional voiceover actor and I am. how long have you been a professional voiceover actor? So I started taking classes in voiceover 
specifically in 2015. Um, I was a theater actor uh, after college for a bit, um, stopped that, went into the corporate workforce as a project manager, and I started taking classes in 2015 for voice acting to kind of try something more creative. I was getting a little um, bored at my job, and I missed being creative. And so I started taking classes, really enjoyed it. I felt like my whole soul just said, thank you, this is what we want. Um, and then the pandemic happened, and suddenly the ability to be able to take classes anywhere in the world opened up for me, um, which was amazing. Um, so I could take them at studios in Los Angeles, London, Canada. Like it was just, it was amazing. Um, and I realized my heart was not in the corporate world anymore and I just couldn't do it. So I said, I'm going to try this. I want to do this full time. And if it doesn't work out, I will go back to corporate, but this is what I really need to do. <laughs> and so I left my corporate job in 2021, um, to pursue it full time. That's I started doing really cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's been kind of a, it's been an adventure, another learning curve. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and I've listened to your, um, your demo reels before both of them, but, um, if, if you don't mind me asking what have your, um, what has your voice been in? Like what, um, when, when have you gotten to use your talents for, um, other projects? Yeah. So I've done several commercials. Um, I have a commercial running right now for Rothy's, which is a sustainable shoe brand um, that plays um, on like Pandora, Spotify, kind of those kind of channels if you're listening to podcasts. Um, and then I do a lot of e-learning. Um, so things that people probably wouldn't see, but training behind the scenes for companies. Um, I'm doing a compliance one right now. Um, and then I do a lot of explainer videos where I guess like say if you went onto a bank website, there would be a video explaining how to open up a checking account and telling the person it's normally animated and it gives people directions on how to do something. And they're normally like 90 seconds long. Um, so I do a lot of those kind of things. That's pretty cool. A lot of the yeah. informal informational. Very, very cool. Yeah. Is there any particular um, advice or tips that you would give to anybody looking into getting into voiceover, um, voiceover slash voice acting? I, I would advise everyone to do it. It's so much fun. And I think what's wonderful about voice acting is you really get to play anything. Um, it's been such a you, you can do it from anywhere. Um, in the world. Um, you don't have to be in like Los Angeles or New York or London, no. but also it's just, it's, it's fun. It's, I, I think one of the things I struggled with when I got out of university was uh, in theater, when you're in school, you really can play any age group because when you're in college, they only have, you know, a certain age group of students. Yeah. But once you get out there into the world, they're not going to hire you to play someone else outside of your age. Um, but in voice acting, you really can play so many different things. Um, you're not judged for how you look, uh, which I really just, I love. I love that you can really be a five-year-old <laughs> or a monster or whatever you want, a zombie. It doesn't matter. So I think voiceover is just such a fun world that I wish I had, I wish I discovered it a long time ago. Um, yeah, so, if you yeah. don't mind me throwing in that reference, a five-year-old that's really into eating Boston cream. 
Oh yes. I don't <laughs> know. I don't know where that came from, but that was really funny. <laughs> oh good. <laughs> you mentioned theater. Uh what is your do you have a particular favorite play or theater production? Oh I don't, but I I just I I love theater. I have not been to a theater performance in a long time because of the pandemic and everything, but there is something wonderful um about the theater community and uh as an actor like I miss that I do miss. That's the hard thing about voice acting. You are by yourself. Um and so you're doing a lot of it in a booth in your house by yourself. Uh where there's a connection you make in theater that's just lovely. So um it's there's just such an energy um with you have a whole kind of family you create when you're working on a production. Um but yes, mm. I, I need to go see theater again. <laughs> right. I'm glad you put it that way. It's the general vibe of just the theater team. I mean, it's like everybody that you're working with, everybody just wants to have fun and enjoy themselves and, you know, put on a good show. And yes, of course, it's wonderful. It really is. And honestly, the I, I've there's that dreaded empty feeling that you get once the show's over, you know, and it's like, you know, and then everything kind of goes back to normal. It's yes. Uh, not a oh, fun it's one. awful. Yes. Sure <laughs> I totally is. forgot about that. But it is once the production's over, you've formed this amazing bond. And it's just like it's it's yes, it's kind of heartbreaking. <laughs> it doesn't matter what role you play. You're still 100 percent a part of the a part of the team and in, in the family, basically. Absolutely. No, absolutely. I think that's the best part. It's mm-hmm. such a welcoming community and it is everybody. It's not just the people on stage. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's, uh, yeah, no, I love theater for that. Me too. But you had a great segue a couple minutes ago talking about recording booths and recording voiceovers. Uh, right. It's time for the, um, well, for the infamous part of Volunteer Spotlight, kind of what got the show off the ground. Let's talk audio gear. What does your whole recording setup look like? Ooh, okay. And consist of? Um, so I am very fortunate that I have a Studio Bricks uh, triple-walled booth, um, which is 1,500 pounds. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> yes, it is, um, it is massive, very heavy. Um, it, it's modular, kind of. So think of a... Think of giant Lego pieces, each weighing about 70 pounds, um, and then you kind of put it all together so it can be taken apart, too. Yeah, and I can moved. definitely visualize that. Yes. <laughs> um, and the door, I think, alone was like 200 pounds. It, it was an endeavor to put together, but now I have it. It's wonderful. Um, so it's kind of an isolation booth. Um, keeps you nice and warm in the summer. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, and then, yeah, inside I have my whole setup. So my microphone, I have a monitor, um, and then, yeah, everything's all in here. A little fan to keep me cool. <laughs> yeah. Do you use a fan in the studio? Cause we, we've tried that and it usually, uh, generates a lot of background noise and I don't. So for my volunteer thing, I do keep it on, um, because it just gets too hot oh, and, yeah. um, but record. if I'm recording, yeah, if I'm just recording a small thing, I'll turn it off. I have it on right now. Um, it's a low, it's a very silent fan. Um, I didn't even notice it. Yeah, it's a very, I forget what it's called. It came with the booth, but it's like, it's very quiet. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Of course, there'd be a fan meant for studios. That makes total yes, sense. Yes, yes. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. So I only I I, tr- I don't run it if I am just recording something that eventually I can open the door. But if I'm in a longer session, um, then I I I will put it on. And for our audio geeks out there, what exact mic do you have? It's a very bright sounding mic. So I'd, I'd guess AKG, but it's not. It's a Rode NT1A. Ah, very good. That's still <laughs> very like very bright and very very rich sounding mic. So, oh, okay. It's not. I know it's not too fancy, but no, it, <laughs> it doesn't works. have to be. I mean, <laughs> heck, this thing's this this mic we're using here is just a Yeti in a basement. No, and it works. Modifications. Yeah. Perfect. And I mean, honestly, like I, I've said this in previous episodes, you can get started for forty bucks on with yep. a mic from Amazon. It's yeah, you don't need anything crazy. I mean, yes, a sure SM7B. Everybody would want want one of those, but they're like four or five hundred yep. bucks. Yep. No, start with what you got, and then eventually, if you can upgrade, great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What software do you like to use um, for audio production? What's your favorite DAW? So I use Twisted Wave, which is actually, um, I feel like it's not one a lot of, if some people have heard of it, have you heard of it? I have, actually. Because okay. I think it's re- mainly for voiceover. Um, mm-hmm. So it's pretty much basic for what I need it. Um, not too many, there's bells and whistles, but nothing like, like. <laughs> no, it has Adobe. really good time stretching in it, actually. So if you needed to slow something down, speed it up, it actually does a really, really good job of it. Oh. Good to know. Yes, mm-hmm. these are these are things I need to teach myself. That that the technical side um, of voiceover, which I'm learning as I go. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you use Twisted Wave. It's cloud based. I love it. It's um, it's actually been out for a number of years. Um, yeah, is. Is I really think cool. now they charge. So for, I I don't. Yes, I haven't used the cloud base. I actually just paid for paid for it. But now I think they're he's they've changed it slightly um, in the last few months. But Yes, it's really it's it's very easy to use. And if someone's using Audacity and they want to kind of level up but don't want to spend as much as something like an Adobe or something, I think Twisted Wave uh, is very accessible. Absolutely. Are there any questions that you have for me, Evan, or the entirety of AINC? Yeah. So how did you get involved? I got involved as an intern. I've been a listener of AINC since I was around five years old, way back when we were using analog or AM radios, and eventually um, we went to digital. But I I started off as an intern in 2021 and um, did primarily audio production and um, worked for almost a year and uh, got accepted on as the audio production technician in October of... uh, 2021 and um i've pretty much doing this um been doing it ever since and it's been an amazing role yeah how did you get into audio production oh that's a good one um it's a that's kind of hard to it's hard to explain but uh when i was a little little kid i let's just say i started off with cassette recorders as a little tiny kid you know recording things around the house (laughs) And I just enjoyed it. I, I loved messing with different mics and different cassette tapes. And um, eventually I, gra- I got, you know, a nice, um, like, good laptop that could run Audacity. So um, I installed Audacity, had no idea what I was getting into, but just kind of jumped in and started playing around with different options, making really crummy recordings just to see what I could get out of the program. Yeah. And um, 
I got better and better. And then in high school, I, uh, I eventually learned from a couple of other people um, online how to make podcasts, I guess. And I kind of started just make for my own personal enjoyment. I didn't put them anywhere, making like some of my own little demo-y podcasts. And then when I was offered this internship, um, I was like, man, this is already a job that I'm already liking. Might as well just run with it. And it's amazing. That's basically how I got into it. There's nothing better than doing a job that you enjoy. It changes. It's For me, it's been like night and day, just waking up on a Monday morning going, yep, I want to do this. <laughs> Absolutely. That's part of the fun of it. It makes you, yeah. it improves your work ethic for anybody that has, if you have, if you love your job and you look forward to going into that job every day, I mean, it's just, it's a good thing. To, it's a good thing to have. It's not like a requirement, of course, but it's always good to have. Yeah. No, it keeps you going. And the fact that you want to keep learning, I mean, the fact that you were willing to keep figuring out new things so you could get better like that. <laughs> if you don't have interest and you get annoyed in your job, you won't want to do that. And Absolutely. I think that's the best part. And it's okay to be nervous, especially for things like, you know, what we're doing, like voiceover and stuff like you're totally going to be nervous your first time and try as you might. It's probably going to show in some yeah. way. Very totally. subtly. Most people won't notice it, though. Yes. But you get better, right? <laughs> well, that's and you do. And I think what um, you got to really get past those demotivation barriers first, because when you first start out, most times you're going to, you know, you're going to try this and be like, oh, this is hard. Oh, OK, I mean, I'll put this aside. But don't do that. Keep like it's kind of a thing where you have to pursue it and pursue it. And then yes. you'll eventually start to realize the novelty and the fun of it. And it'll actually just grow the not. Unlike a lot of new things, the novelty with voiceover doesn't wear off. In fact, it grows. Yes. No, absolutely. And I think that's something as a kid, you, you know, you do just play and you learn and you're not so afraid of not trying something um, and not working out. Whereas an adult, I think we kind of lose that. So I think if you can get over that being nervous and just say, look, I'm not going to be amazing the first time, but by the hundredth time, I'm going to be a lot better. Like, it's going to be okay. It's I'm going to learn. It's going to be fun. It's going to be hard and fun, <laughs> you know. I'm I'm glad you actually mentioned the ki the child aspect because yeah, as kids we're a lot more social, boisterous, a lot less afraid of what we're saying and like how it comes off to other people and then yeah. Yeah, when you get older you're like most most of the time you're a lot more self-conscious and you're kind of like, "Oh, did that sound totally cheesy or Yep. Um I think a good rule of thumb and actually what's helped me and might help some um, some other nervous readers, maybe don't quite do, like don't do it literally, but channel channel your inner child. Absolutely. That makes me want to ask you one question oh, um, for volunteers. Is there something is there any big thing that you notice when you listen to all of our audio that you would say, like, this would be something overall to think about when you record? Yeah. Okay. The big, okay. The big thing I want to emphasize for volunteers that I've, that I've noticed is the way it's, it's the spin they put on the show. Um, and some, um, some volunteers strive for perfection and have to edit out every little mistake and like every little, um, and, uh, and, in, you know, inhalation or any of that, um, that, uh, you know, some people do that and some people, um, just record. 
in fact, what I want to actually emphasize here is that when you record, your audio doesn't have to be perfect. It just needs to be, you know, it needs to be good. You're going to, like, as you read, you're going to make a little hic- you know, a couple of little hiccups, but that's normal. That's part of the human element, the beauty of being a volunteer. Yep. Perfection is something we all kind of get involved with instead. It's like just I mean, enjoy you're what you're doing and week read. Week. Yeah, just yeah. enjoy it. And um, the other thing is, uh, and that we're really looking out for is implicit bias. Um, you know, a lot of newspapers are filled with, um, well, political sections or just controversial topics. And yeah. what you don't want is you don't want your personal bias to come through. Um, very rarely have I ever heard this before, though. So don't, so volunteers listening, don't even worry about this. I'm just, it's just something that I needed to point out here. But, um, yeah, um, you know, often if you're reading and, you know, it's something that you agree with or you don't like, if it's something you agree with, event your voice, there's the subtlety of it. Your voice will start to get more inflected and happy. And, you know, you start to sound more joyous, joyful. And you, especially if you're reading the news, you want to read with more of a, you know, an expressive, but a neutral style. And, um, uh, you know, it, it might be hard to, it, it's hard to, you know, keep that, that personal bias out, but it, that is, that, that is something that, um, we are asking volunteers to just try and keep an eye on. Yeah, no, that makes sense. It's something that I, I saw a newsletter about it and it made me definitely think more because I don't think, yeah, I think sometimes we don't even realize we're doing it. Um, but when you're conscious of it, I think it helps. Absolutely. Nicola, thank you so much for being on with us today and for, um, for all of the information and just kind of let, um, let me geek out because I, I tend to do that here on Volunteer Spotlight. Very, very much appreciate it, though. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me. Indeed. And to all listeners, thank you so much for listening to episode number 10 of the Volunteer Spotlight. This is Evan, your audio production technician at Audio Information Network. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode.